Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by co-host Sean Rixby. Hope y'all had a great weekend. It was a beautiful Monday here, that's for sure. Welcome to the show. Special guest tonight, my man, Ozark. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the show, Wayne. Welcome to the show. My pleasure. Anytime I can listen and see somebody else other than Sean, it's a good night. Every Monday, uh, every Monday, every Monday. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show, man. Glad to be here. All right, I'm sharing. Sean, do you think? Huh? Oh no, you're good. <clears throat> well, we've only got four uh, viewers, so that's two more than American whiskey I've seen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh hell. Sean so, throwing bombs. I'm just recovering. Yeah. But, yeah, I watched uh, y'all show last week with, with Bean. That's a good one. He's uh I like Bean. He, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. So last night last night I was up with uh old Hooch and Bean on TikTok, man, to like three thirty in the morning. I don't know how it got to be three thirty in the morning. We're just sitting there shooting the shit. And then you know, they're all bourbon guys, so I felt a little bougie because I hung out with them. So I pulled out some uh Woodford 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 Reserve, Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. Shit, I, I had to get my, my basic is. bourbon bean rolling tonight. So basic bourbon bean. <laughs> uh, hey, speak of the devil. Did you just hop in? Uh, yeah, what you drinking on, Sean? Man, I'll tell you what. So uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm cheap, and uh, we shop at Aldi, <clears throat> and uh, we were looking yeah. the other day. And uh, I found some of that Wicked Grove. Never had it before. I like uh, Is it kind of like the uh, ciders, Angry okay. Orchard. Um, and uh, well, you know, I, I was drinking on this. I'm like, you know what? This just is not enough. You know, sometimes you just gotta pull out that good, that regal strawberry glow that some people like. Nice. And, uh, so yeah, what start- did did Sturge get to try that? No, no, no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no, you get to try this shit. Uh, So Uncle Joey, um, he called me. He's like, hey, man, you home? I'm going to stop over. I'm going to drop something off. And uh, that's what it was. So I told him, I said, hey, next time, whenever you get Sturge one, just bring it on over here. Then he can come pick up a half a jar when he gets (laughs) it. Maybe half a jar. (laughs) Depends on how the night goes. Mm -hmm. Oh, and this is from Flat Rock Distilling Company in uh, Napoleon, Ohio. Lawrence Pritchard. I seen him pushing that, that real, real bit, real hard. Mm-hmm. It's good liquor. Yeah, I've heard good stuff about his stuff. So, what are you drinking on? Um, well, starting with a uh, Sierra Nevada, and then uh, got a little uh, homemade uh, sweet potato, smoked sweet potato. Oh, I bet that's good. Smoked sweet potatoes, huh? Yeah, it was. I liked it better if I. I should have left just left it white. Um, I left some of it white, and I put some of it on on oak and a little amberana. But uh, yeah, I should have left it white. Well, you know, that's how you know. You know, you, you got to learn it on oak, and leave it clear, and then you're like, "Oh man, I like that a lot better clear." So in the future, when you do it again, yeah, you're gonna leave it clear. Did um, <laughs> so you uh you you smoked the you smoked them the sweet potatoes, and then you mashed yes, them sir. in. Yeah, smoked them in a smoker on applewood, and then. Uh, nice. And then mashed them in and uh, used a little marana sugar 
get the uh, gravity up. Some quality grain. I mean, some quality cane sugar for sure. Um, so, how how did you feel about when it came time to strain those sweet potatoes? Uh, I just mixed emotions. <laughs> I just I cubed them up and and baked them and threw them in the mash pot and let the paddle do all the work. Yeah. I'm lazy. I got that paddle, man. I'm gonna. Oh, when it was done fermenting, it was time to oh. transfer. Oh, transfer. Oh, yeah, that wasn't a paint strainer bag in a, in a fruit press, man. Nice. Use a fruit press. That's the way to go, man. Squeeze uh, it all, all out those, of there. It kind of gets so thick, you know, kind of pasty. Yeah. So if you got the time, like, you can go out the beforehand, night before, and uh, get all the liquid you can off and then fill those bags up and let them drain overnight. You'll get a lot more out of it just letting it sit and drain. Letting gravity do the work for you. And that's a lot yeah. less pain. You know, it's a lot less pain, that's for sure. Yeah. So talk a little bit about uh well, I guess let me uh, tell us about yourself, Wade. Yeah. You know, tell yeah. us who you are, what you do, you know, tell us about your business. In case okay. you don't know, um, Wayne's a magician. Yeah. You give this man a sheet of copper. Don't know, uh, he's a magician, man. And I'm gonna shoot it straight. He does beautiful work. And you know, <laughs> he's what he's one of the best guys that, out there, that's for sure. Um I built I started distilling in 2013. I built my my first still then. Uh, I did the first thing I went to. I built an LM, you know, liquid management uh, reflux still. Um, found out that wasn't really what I was looking for, and uh, played around and did the external coil. Made the prototype for the shocker that I didn't touch for another eight years. Uh, I just ran it. I didn't, I didn't have any issues with it, you know, and I wasn't planning on selling anything at the time and, and then, uh, decided to build another better version of it. And my buddies are like, oh man, I want one of those. And then, uh, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll send you guys one. You give me some feedback on what you think of it. And, uh, pretty soon it turned into, Hey, uh, I know so-and-so is looking for one of those. They want one of those. And then, <laughs> That's Hey man, something cool. You make out, you make something that's amazing like that. And one person in this community gets it and they rave about it. And then other people see it like, dude, I got to have one of those. And like I said, man, when you see like, like the shocker cat, when you see that thing, you're just like, bro, that is a work of art. And I feel privileged to own one of those. I got to get me one of them. So that's just, that's how it is, man. You make something great. People going to want it. So well, I appreciate that. You know, it's, uh, the, the stuff that I'm doing is not uh, new technology, even though it's different than what anybody else is really doing. It's, it's, it's all, I mean, you guys know, I mean, it's, it's, you guys know that, you know, the people have been using coils and stuff way back. I mean, way back. It's, uh, I posted a video earlier in the year of a, uh, it was uh, some stills that were set up for making absinthe and they have a coil around the outside, a little short column between yeah the alembic and the body of the still you know the, the the pot and uh so there's reflux in that right back it's pretty cool yeah. ain't none of us reinventing the wheel we're just putting no. our flare our own flare on it you bet and, 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 that, and that's what makes it that's what makes it cool you know and, and like when you go to these shows and you look at everybody's stuff you can see that person's personality in their work it ain't no different than a painter you can see yeah. their personality and, definitely and in their work and it's no different when it comes to copper work or or building keg still stuff or even just running liquor you know you see and feel a, per, a part of that person in what they put what they the product they produce is because they're doing what they love and when you do what you love you know you're going to put every part of you into that 
you see that Sturge, that's for you. Yeah, um, you got to. I mean, if you're going to do something, you might as well put your whole heart into it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, what's the point, right? So what What was. Um, and uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's kind of what led to Ozark Steelworks. Um, friends wanted some stuff and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll build it. And then they're like, man, you ought to really look into doing that. And I was like, yeah. And I talked to our, our buddy Rick Gibson and uh John's dad. And uh, what a so piece I got of some shit. good advice from <laughs> Uncle Rick. Yeah, Rick's good for good for advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> but uh so anyway, yeah, I um so I started it uh I think my first piece I built as Ozark was in October of twenty two. And uh we uh got our LLC in April of twenty three. Nice. And so we we're coming up on a year on LLC, but uh, this year's been—it's uh, kicking off really good. It's busy, so. Well, that's a good, oh, good thing for business. Yes, yeah, I saw you at—I uh, saw you at the jam this year. Yeah, yeah. Jam. Thing, yeah. First, first time I met you there, and, you know, first time I got to see your artwork in person, man. Second to none, you know. <laughs> hey, you. you just—you know, man. And I'm just like, that's badass. And so, then you know, you had one of those uh all stainless subs that you built yeah yeah and i'm like bro we got it let's talk about a thousand gallon <laughs> I, I need somebody to weld up a thousand yeah, gallon like stainless one. pots um i got nothing against copper pot by no means but um you know i was looking around for one and it was just easier to go the stainless route you know and yeah and so so i was watching something um one of Alan Bishop's videos or, or, or something he made and he was talking about your sub. And I believe if I correct me if I'm wrong, um, like a, an, an agitator kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We are, uh, <clears throat> yeah, talk a little bit about that. We're working on that right now. It is, uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, uh, it's driven by air. Um, low, very low volume obviously you get you know the warmer you get the more vapors you're, you're going to push some stuff you know out just not you know not a lot but uh he found that it sped up the heat up time over a normal you know because it's agitating mm -hmm. um he, he he didn't expect that for the air going through it he thought you know if anything it would take a little bit more heat but he said actually it sped the time up um did he say how much if it was like significant, or? I think he did, but I don't recall what it was, Sean. But it was a fairly decent sound, or he wouldn't have yeah, even bothered with it. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it sped the time up, and uh, the first go around, it stirred it stirred the mash well enough that we didn't have too big of a problem. He did get a little scorch once, and then I did too on apples, messing around with it once. Um, change the pattern around, change the, uh, I had originally had some slots that went down it that were kind of coming out at an angle. So it would hit the sides of that sub pot and roll it around. And then, uh, I changed to the holes instead of, uh, the slots and it's, uh, done a lot better. So, so when anyway, you say this is something we're, we're messing with working on. And, uh, so when you said you, you had a little scorch with apples, did you actually ferment in there or did you just throw like I cut just, up and throw fresh apples in it? I just took apple mash, fruit okay. skins and all, guts, feathers and all went in there. And uh 
I was taking it easy with it because I hadn't, you know, just open pot, just messing with it, just making sure as I was heating up, I'd stick my arm in there and feel and make sure that I was moving stuff and wasn't nothing sticking. And and I was confident enough with it after, you know, we got good and warmed up. So I went ahead and capped it up and and ran it. Um, it, was, it was a real slight scorch. It didn't even, you, the peel stuck to the bottom. And uh, I never really even noticed it come through on the on the taste. Of course, it was a smoked, a smoked apple as well. So it, you know, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. no, it, it, the final distillate on that came off really great. It's a nice apple <clears throat> on the front, but uh, that smoke kind of like a, uh, like a mezcal. You guys ever drink mezcal? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, just normal. So what's the difference between mezcal and, and tequila? Is mezcal just made outside of uh, Mexico? No, me mezcal has to be made in Mexico. It's uh, but there's uh, certain states that make it, and Oaxaca is probably the biggest um, for making it. And mezcal can be made from several different species of agave, whereas tequila can only be made from uh, uh, blue blue agave or agave americana. Okay. So technically, all uh, all tequila is a mezcal, but all mezcals are not tequila. Interesting. So, what made you, um, with all this different stuff that you're building, like the shocker and the well, my favorite thing that I don't know much about yet, and that's one thing I really want to ask you about was that inline thumper. <clears throat> but what made you think outside of the box on all this stuff? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably just. Uh, yeah, I've been playing with distillation for a while and I work as an engineer. So I'm I'm all the time uh I I've worked for an air conditioning company uh one or another since 1987. So I've been brazen and and working with copper tubing and stuff since then. Um but where I'm at now, we have to think or you know think outside the box just to design the tooling to make some of these parts because of the complexity of them. So it just that and research, you know, I just I'm used to thinking that way. And then when I go to do something, I do some research and digging around and, uh, you know, try to find all the information I can on see what other people have done. We'll take little bits and pieces of what they were their success and their failures and just kind of go with it. So what got you interested into making liquor? I was a beer I, uh, oh, I've made beer since I, before I was allowed to drink and, uh, just one of those things, you know, you know, redneck boys kind of do. And, uh, so I always wanted to go, you know, wanted to go further, you know, like, yeah, brewing beer is fun. That's fun. But I wanted to make some, I wanted to make some liquor. And, uh, so I mean, you had the hard part down. <laughs> you mm -hmm. That ferment ferment is the hard part. So the next step right into uh making liquor is the easy jump. If you've got right. if you're a winemaker and you've got you know and it's what you do and you got it down. If you're a beer guy and you brew beer, then jumping into liquor is a small step. Yeah, it's uh I prefer the uh I prefer the uh, moonshine side of it, the the uh strenuous clean cleanliness and all that crap is not near as uh i mean i rinse my stuff out but i don't have to worry about star sand this my man like oh it got an infection cool 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, it's ruined. It's sour. You got to dump it out. It's like, oh, man. No, I wonder just what that's going to taste like. All right. I wonder what that's going to taste like. Sweet. Yeah, I'm saving yeah. that infection. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, you, either you guys mess with wild yeast any at all? You know, I've a couple times I've just let like it I roll. Did, yeah, I just let it roll because it was rolling uh, with yeah. uh, I did I did grappa, I did a hillbilly grappa where I reused pressed grapes from a winery and right. there, there was so much wild yeast on it that by the next day when it was cool enough to add yeast, it didn't have to. It was capped. It was working. Right. Um, I've noticed uh, when I did these apples, they started working off before I got before yeah. I was able to get a before I put yeast in them. I still put some bread yeast in there. <laughs> but, yeah, all the apples, all the apples that I did this year, I uh, there's an orchard down the road here that I get them from. They got a good variety, and uh, I like to use variety when I'm doing brandy because it just you get a better complexity and more complex flavor, mm -hmm. you know, and you're you're getting some some tart, some sweet. Yeah. Apples have everything in between, you know, but uh, I mean, apples vary so much in flavor and tart. Oh, yeah. That, that mixing yeah. them up is a good idea. More sugar than others. Some don't. But, you know, it's a trade off for flavor. And uh, uh, anyway, I uh, so I mm -hmm. use the yeast from those apples from that orchard and I've still got uh, a couple quarts of live culture out in the fridge in the camper. Nice. Um, I've got some dried on uh, yeast logs put up. Hell yeah. So that was... I mean, that's what's the cool thing about it. You know, you get you a nice strand of yeast that you love, you can save it. And, oh, yeah. That you yeast know, was a beast, too, it. man. It chewed through those apples and. I boosted the gravity up with uh, concentrate so that I was added sugar, but it was at least it was apple. Yeah. You know? And uh, get that up there about a 60, 65, you know, back where the apples really were originally. And, and it just, that wild yeast chewed through it, went dry. Tell you, that's, that's a solid gravity for apples. Like I've it, done it, I've done it up at 08, you know, and I've done it at 06 and, and I really yeah. like the flavor that comes through with a little less gravity, yep. you know, without having to add so much more sugar. And so how did yours turn out? Was it, was it real dry? Yeah. And yeah. But it's got the, well, I put these apples, I put them in my pot, you know, with my paddle and I cooked them. I took it up because I wanted to kill anything that was on them, you know, and, yep. and get them really cooked in. So uh, <clears throat> it's got more of a baked apple taste okay um you know kind of like a an apple pie without all the spices you know mm -hmm. it's just interesting so when, what when you did your apples did you use any enzymes did you use any pectic enzyme on them or anything or just because no, i cooked them i didn't, didn't okay. mess with the enzyme nice yeah so they were some of them were frozen already too easy <laughs> hell yeah so what's your favorite thing to make? Oh, gosh. Um, rye whiskey. Hey. And oh, apple yeah. brandy. Nice. Kind of a toss-up. Well, so, when you when you do your rye, do you soak it? Do you crack it? Do you grind it? Do you, you know, powder it? Like, how do you do your rye? 
I step mash my mash in, but I grind my rye just like I grind all my other small grains. But uh, I got this video out there on my Crazy Eight channel where I step mash the rye. Um, nice. Start. I did. I did the mash up. So you start at you know one ten, and then you heat the water 120 130 okay and then you know you could come on up mm -hmm. to mash temp and uh, with that pot it makes it super easy and it works in all those enzymes so it it doesn't really get sticky and snotty it's just mm -hmm. probably easy one of the easier mashes that i've done as far yeah, as so with you, rye you, in it. you hear a lot of people talk about that grinding that rye too fine step and mash. it just clumps on them so maybe step mashing up's a way to avoid the you know the clump I mean, there's up. lots of ways to do it. Uh, that way works. It's you know, step mashing is one of the things I was kind of got into because of the ha I have the pot with the paddle in it, and I can start my heat low and bring it up. You know, and if I'm doing corn, obviously I cook my corn first, and then bring it back down, add my small grains, my malt. But uh, you have to boil the shit out of that corn. <laughs> hey show him what you got Jean. yeah i'm gonna have to pull out a, a good drink of you know strawberry glow you just rubbing that in huh yeah well he's on here in a minute he's gonna be like hey sean won't you drive your car over <laughs> are you getting a new car yet no, no not yet <laughs> Oh, no, he man. hit me with that earlier. I was like, oh, touche. <laughs> touche. You need to get off your ass and go find a car. Yeah. Yeah, I get talking <laughs> to you guys and I forget to look at the comments over here. I don't worry <laughs> about them. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just stirs. I see Bennett in there. Yeah. yeah. We don't we don't pay Bennett no mind at all. Yeah, well. Y'all see him with his new whiskey straw, man. He's all about that shit. Yeah, that thief's badass, man. Like I was giving him crap the other day. I took a screenshot of where he was drinking with it, you know. And I was like, damn, dude, it ain't no whiskey straw. <laughs> He's used to drinking out of long things like that, you know. <laughs> damn. It might be a damn. little long, though. <laughs> yeah, you're used to the, that long. It's all, you know, wishful thinking, I guess. It's I mean, skinny, though. Probably yeah. come from Texas. <laughs> you have, can't have both, you know. <laughs> Long and skinny or short and fat? Like you, <laughs> you get one of each. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some bigger thieves pretty soon. I just haven't done it yet. Nice. So, <clears throat> do you, you say you prefer stainless to copper? I wouldn't say I prefer stainless to copper. I just, stainless has always been easier for me to access and, and, and get a pot, you know, and uh, so it just, what i've always done i mean um, you know the pot to me the pot doesn't matter it, you know like the, the the pot ain't that big a deal um for me it's after the pot you know like well you know, I, more... I you know i think the, all the magic's happening in the vapor path yep. but yes yes uh, so the only like, difference man. you know that on a on a brandy you know copper pot might be a little bit more beneficial but but i mean it's overall yeah i i mean i'll take my stainless pot i'll stick yeah. with it yeah, you know, yeah. So overall, man, it's it's all about the vapor path. Like, what's in the vapor path, mm -hmm. and it, the pot's just a vessel. You know, your mash is just sitting in it. Yep. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. Like, I think I think that the barrels with the copper capes on them, like mm-hmm. the fifty gallon drums with copper capes, I think those are sweet. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of people that are just getting started, they really get hung up on which one's better, especially if they look for advice on Facebook. Yeah, you're gonna get it. <laughs> you're gonna get. Yeah, you're gonna get. Like, so if you want advice and you go on Facebook and there's. There's two sides to the advice, right? Mm-hmm. You'll go on Facebook and there'll be six sides all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, I thought there was only two sides. And out of those six, only one's right anyway. <laughs> oh man, the uh yeah, the uh copper pot stainless pot debate, that that's that's just like the uh you know, you get people talking about all grain and and you know and and sugar shine. You know, it's yeah. they they're both great. They both got their place. But you know what? You can't say one's better than the other. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. Right. Yep. You know, like everybody's got their own thing, you know? Like, yeah, just like the kind of still you're running. Like, well, what kind of still you're running? What am I trying to make? You know? Yep. They, well, everything and, has its place. And you'll have them people that, you know, will, you know, convert or, or they'll fuck up and then they'll be like, oh, let me dump some, some dextrose in here and cover my ass. Well, I didn't throw any sugar at all in it. I don't know if I locked up or, or what. Hey, you pause for a second. You're all right. We just keep it going. <laughs> It'll bring you back. Yeah. A lot going on. <clears throat> so you have any cool projects you're really excited to do? or Do what? The inline thumper. You was talking about that a while ago. Yeah, go ahead and talk a little bit about that. So uh, that's something that I, I, I had this. I've seen other people have done inline thumb first mm-hmm. uh, different shapes and, you know, different ways they do them. But, uh, so I had this, this idea and, uh, I sent a, I sent a sketch of it to Alan. I was like, you know, I said, what do you think about this? You know, you see, you know, you, you see anything here, you know? And he's like, yeah, we got to talking about it. And so he's like, okay, we'll build one. So I went ahead and built one and took it up there and we ran it and then uh i ran it once here but didn't really get to play with it a whole lot uh took it up there and we had a blast with that thing um it's great for infusing it can be ran like a continuous uh you can stack them um you the it so it fills up and then cooks back down it has an overflow and it's got that overflow has uh it's a built-in vapor break so you don't ever have to worry about it just can't it's the way it's designed you just can't do it but uh yeah we kept shooting that thing and uh loading mash back into that thing we tried all kinds of different stuff and and it was a it's got some levity. It's 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 going to be a pretty cool thing. I love that part. Like, man, I'm going to try and destroy this. I'm going to try and make it mess up. What can I throw at it? Because yeah. then you get into I things you that what. you're nor- normally not trying to do. You know, like I don't normally do this, but let's go on ahead. Let's get let, let's try this. Look, I'm going to try and melt this thing if I can. Or yeah, by or- God, Alan Bishop is the man to do it too. <laughs> man, he I had so much fun hanging out with that Joker. It was a blast. He is definitely something. That's one thing I really appreciate about Alan, man. He's super smart and he will give his information. I mean, he'll answer any question you got. 
And uh Oh yeah. He's a great dude. And uh he's probably forgotten more shit than than I'll But uh hmm. <laughs> that's the way you test shit. <laughs> Rick ain't testing nothing but his right, mouth. <laughs> you spoke about your dad and he showed up. Yeah. So what's the um what's your price point gonna be on them or are you doing uh, uh I, a four inch or two? They're made out of uh eighteen gauge. Now we figured uh, that the uh the, the twenty wasn't quite enough. So uh I mean it works, but that, that that takes a lot of shock up there. It takes a lot of abuse with all that liquid in there. Two gallon volume with a one point six well, almost one and three quarter gallon before it overflows. Um so there's a lot of weight there, um, but uh, 525 is what I'm starting those out before tax and shipping. So, but yeah, we're gonna. There's have a lot to, to them. A lot of work goes into them. I'm gonna have to get with you because I really that that shit really fucking interests me. Yeah, I want to see. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still. He's just waiting to get his. Uh, I'm I'm working on his second one right now, so he's gonna be stacking them, and. Uh, seeing what else he can do with them that'd be cool as shit so you're uh the shocker um the coil that's on the outside of that do you is that an actual copper pipe or is that just a a soft copper coil talk a little bit about that it's uh it's half 28 copper pipe that uh it's refrigeration tubing so it's a half inch od um and uh i've got a mandrel that i wrap it around and uh, I wrap it around that mandrel so that when I put it on the tube, on the OD of the tube, it fits tight. Otherwise, you don't get the heat trans- or the cold transfer from the cool from the cool water. So. But, yeah, uh, I've seen them. Those things are cool as hell, man. Well, it's just simple. <clears throat> and, you know, they're... Honestly, I hate making shotguns. I would... I'd, <laughs> I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than make a shotgun convincing. Uh-huh. So, uh, do those work as a deflamator too, or a deflag? Yeah, I've got a. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what it's set up for is a deflag. We've loaded plates with them. Uh, you can run it straight over a pot to increase the proof. Um, there's a lot of ways, you know, to use it. Um, but yeah, for all intent and purposes, that's it's a deflag, and we've got a, uh, a product condenser. Uh, same way, it's easy seeing that on the. Uh, on my setup I had out there at Maggie. That was beautiful. So how far of a drive was that for you or did you fly? Yeah, where oh, you no, I drove. Um actually that time of the year uh is uh wife and I's anniversary is, is the uh is in July, the first part of July there and then her birthday is right after that. <laughs> so we were uh we were in Mississippi. We took a camper, went up to Mississippi, hung out at the beach for a bit and then come up through Georgia up that way but uh it's it's about 10 hours or so i guess maybe a little longer yeah so you had a did you longer have, than that yeah a little bit longer so you had a pretty good drive to uh allen's too didn't you yeah 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 i'm hoping to uh i think we're gonna, I'm gonna go back up there here pretty quick and uh have a little brew day that's one thing that uh, me and Easy's talking about. We need to get over there because he's about three, three and a half hours from us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know I went there. I, I stopped there after I went to uh, 
Maggie one year and dropped a still off. You may have seen it if you were there. I don't know. Yeah, he showed me a whole bunch of different stuff. <clears throat> told me stories. So, yeah, it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's. That man's got a lot of them. Yeah. So, what's your favorite grain to run? I know we talked about fruit and stuff, but. Um. I don't know. I run a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, most of my corn, I use wheat, uh, along with it, usually malt to convert it. If I'm not using, uh, enzymes for doing straight corn, but, uh, but yeah, I like to use wheat and corn and, uh, but like I say, rye is probably, rye is probably oh, yeah. my favorite grain. <clears throat> Wheat's right there. What do you like uh red wheat or white wheat or yeah malted wheat <laughs> well if i'm making uh i make a vodka for the wife that it's uh she calls it mama's mood juice it's <laughs> it's uh white wheat malt uh oats and potatoes and uh normal potatoes or sweet potatoes normal i say normal potatoes. i mean spuds or whatever yeah just regular old taters spud but uh so I use white wheat on that, but if I'm doing a whiskey, I'll go red wheat. Interesting. You know, I don't, I've never messed with red wheat. I've never messed with, uh, oh, those, any kind of potatoes. Um, and I'll tell you the best vodka I've ever had was Thomas Williams vodka from, uh, uh, Delta Delta dirt distillery in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I think it's Arkansas. Oh yeah. Uh, and they make, yeah. So what he does is he'll do sweet potatoes and corn, separate them, or ferment them separately and right. then combines the two in the pot. Okay. And, uh, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm surprised you ain't using rice as much as rice as they grow over here in Arkansas. I know they're real big on, uh, like the stuff that they're growing personally. And I know they've got a farm, so yeah, I don't know, but some of the best like you know, vodka I've had, but yeah, so, right now I've got uh, I've got a uh, Amanda Palmer Ohio Blue and red wheat uh, red wheat malt fermenting right now. That Ohio Blue, that's some that's probably my favorite corn. I really uh, so far I like Dang. the taste when I was cooking in, but of course I was cooking the Amanda with it. You know, and I, I know what to expect from Amanda Palmer, but I haven't. This is the first time I've used the Ohio Blue. I've used other blue corns, but Ohio yeah. Blue is different. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's lighter on the blue, uh, definitely got some, uh, some white corn up in there somewhere. I mean, it's a buddy of mine. He, uh, he just, well, ours buddy, ours, he just started making liquor. I don't know. What would you say? Easy three, four months ago. Uh, yeah. And, uh, that's man. The first thing he made was blue corn. And that's all this motherfucker's made that's sense. Oh, made hooked. You see, we get hooked on something. You know, get hooked on something good. And uh, the funny, the funny thing is, he was talking about it, and uh, we went to farm to bottle this year. And I was talking to you. Want to do that? Dude, if you can, man, it's a great time. And if you know, me and Easy both live about an hour away. If you don't, you know, need a place to crash. Um, they uh, do have camp. They have campground right on site. Like they have oh, a yeah. campground in in the fairgrounds, right. all the hookups were RVs and you know whatever, and 
you come this year, you can see Silk out in a dress. That's where the trip across the world. Right. <laughs> I bet he backs out on either. He ain't backing or... out. If he backs out, I'm going to hold him down while you put it on him. Sounds like a fucking plan. <laughs> What's he gonna do? You know? I mean, I mean, all you're gonna have to do is just hold him by hold him by the fucking collars like this. <laughs> Walk up here and knock on his little fucking door, you know. Where's Tater he's, at? He's a man of his word. He'll be there. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, so you know that's all. He got a hair on his ass if he don't. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll, of, never, he'll never live it down. There's a lot of people expecting him to be there. I think it's really going to be a good year, though. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to. Uh, I'm hoping to make that one. Uh, I was wanting to do the popcorn Sutton jam too, but I mean, I just got right now. I'm so busy. I just, I, I can't. I don't have time to make up anything to even take. You know, I'm just. Yeah. There's right. two jobs. Two jobs wears you down. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask: Are you do? Is the still thing just a side thing, or is it a? Uh... Or is it your yeah. full time thing? No, you plan on- I, uh, I wish it was a full time thing, but it's no, it's a side hustle for now. That's, that's what I was gonna say. Are you planning on it or? Yeah, and, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm planning on it. It's because it takes out. It takes hours to build things, man. And oh, then, I know. You know if, you're, if you're working a normal, you know, forty to sixty hour a week job like normal, you people, know, everybody's been. Uh, all my customers have been really super understanding with everything, you know, because I mean, I tell them, I said, look, I'm. Like somebody asked me the other day, I was like, I'm running, you know, over three months out right now. I just, yeah, I've only got so many hours. Hey, when I get home from work and then, you know, still got to have mama time too. And then, you know, if you're anything like us, man, just uh, one hiccup in the supply chain and all of a sudden your orders are put behind three weeks. Oh yeah. You know, I'm waiting right now. I've been waiting on sight glasses uh, since December. Yep. You know, like I've been waiting on end caps for over a month now. I've got orders that are, you know, a month old. And I'm like, dude, I like to get stuff out within a week. Uh, Sean don't know nothing about that. But, uh, yeah. well, if you would fucking give me my shit, <laughs> make me do extra work, goddammit. Making me feel like I'm a slack ass now. It's taking me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll have to do better, easy. Oh, uh, no, you're good. Like, my shit's small, but, you know, like, like I said, just, one hiccup in the supply chain and all of a sudden it's like, man, it's three weeks out. And then it, it's yeah, you, cool when people accept it. Like, Hey man, no problem. I understand yeah. you're hand building stuff, but that's, then you get some you people know, like, well, thing. Uh, this ain't Amazon prime, bro. You can't have it right. the next day. Just, yep. I mean, I'm sure you guys, you guys both build, you guys know, you know, and I tell all my people up front, you know, my customers, I was like, look, you know, as, as soon as I get started on it, I'll let you know. And uh, I'll send you pictures as I go through the build but I'll get started on it when I can get to it. You know, it, it that's just, you know, and I don't yeah. take any money up front. So you can't beat that, you know, like what are you out, but your time away, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, and, and when you don't do that, it sets you up for somebody can back out. On you the and, best way to do it, you know, and it is. Yep. It, it definitely. Cause you know, I look at it like this, you build something as awesome. Like you do, if somebody backs out, well, there's somebody else that's going to buy that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you'll sell it. But I mean, yeah. you know, uh, the stuff that I'm doing, it's just, you know, I, I want to get into and, you know, doing some, uh, even doing some copper pots, you know, doing some okay. stills, the whole steel package, you know, with, you know, the traditional, you know, steel with thumper and the whole nine yards. But uh, I just haven't had time to 
I got too many other little things going on, other projects I'm trying to get going and uh, R and D stuff to get over to Allen. And it's, uh, it's just, it's just tough to uh, try to get more products. Plus there's a lot of good guys out there building copper pots already. You know, they don't need my ass doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey man, throw your hat in the ring. If your pots are anything like the accessories you're building, man, you know, I want to see it. So that's for sure. Yeah. So what's the um, smallest pot you've ever ran and what's the biggest pot you've ever ran? Smallest pot I've ever ran has been, uh, you see that little miniature thing I did? It's like holds like three ounces. <laughs> no, um, besides that, smallest pot I've ever ran is five gallon. Um, biggest pot I ever ran is 25. Now, do you plan on ever building yourself something? Maybe a little bigger? Um, probably not. I I don't really have the need for anything that big. Uh, you know, everything I can I can do everything on a it, you know twenty five gallon with no problem. Yeah. Yeah, man, up it, with my butt. For the average person, man, twenty five gallons still you know pull three gallons of liquor out of that. That's enough that lasts most people quite a while. You know, like. Yep. Yeah. Right now, everything I've got is uh, I've been putting up in uh, those bad motivator barrels. Um, nice. Out there at Badmo in Oregon. What uh? What do you think about those barrels? Like they're becoming real Very. popular. You're seeing a lot of people with them. Um, so I don't I have. Watch, I watched some guy pull way too early out of them and say they were oh, yeah. over oak. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, um, that's you gotta be patient. I've not. I've not had anything in there for a long period of time. But it's been in there. I've got some stuff that's been in there for probably four or five months. And I can tell that it's a lot different. If I had it on staves, I would be thinking, okay, a couple more months and this is coming off. But where it's at now, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we got a long way to go. Yeah. But I also noticed that the flavors that I'm getting as it's, as it's maturing is a lot better than what I was getting from a stave. So if that makes any sense. Um, but I mean, nothing wrong with staves. I've used staves up until I started messing with these, but, uh, and I still do use staves. I got some leftover apple that wouldn't go in the barrel sitting on a stave, but I know Sean don't like, he, he, that's a blasphemy to put wood in the apple brandy, but it you is. know, <laughs> any kind of brandy, man, that's have you be clear. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I used to go ahead. I was gonna say I used to think the same thing, but uh, that Hoosier apple brandy changed my changed my tune. That's, that's some good apple brandy. That's, that's for damn sure. The first and so far, it's probably the only aged liquor I like. Like, like, like was Allen's, and that was two years. I need to uh, about that. I need. We've got a local distillery here that uh, that does apple brandy similar to what Alan does. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, if, if I can, uh, if I get up towards you guys' way and I'm, you know, I'm coming that way, I'll uh, see if I can't score a bottle. Yeah, let Are us you, know. We'll pay for it. You going to be at the jam this year? You going to make it to the Hillbilly Jam? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely be at the jam. <laughs> I, I, we, had our, we had our room reserved uh, long in advance. Yeah, like I, I made sure I got one right next to it. Like I try to get as close yep. as possible because to take the family and they're miserable. And I'm like, well, just walk back to the hotel. <laughs> it definitely yep. makes things easier. 
Uh, parking's a nightmare down there. They definitely need to figure that out. Parking is a nightmare. Yeah, you don't park. You park where you stay at and you walk or Uber. If yeah. that's even a thing, I don't know down there. I don't think they got Ubers down there, man. It's city, Sean. Come on now. Hey, man, just hop yeah. in the car and, and hop in Springfield. Hold, hold your beer out. You'll get an Uber. It just may not be to the place <laughs> you want to go. Right. <laughs> you, know, yeah, we, uh, you don't want to become a handcuff, so you don't want to become a bracelets. Right. Well, I mean. We, uh, we stayed at the campground the last year. Go ahead. Oh, uh, We stayed at the campground last year in our camper. Uh, but, man, it was so tight getting in and out of that camp. I was like, nah, I ain't doing this again. Yeah. I, you come driving in, you could see, like, do they pack them in? Like, they pack it in. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just like, and, yeah. You know, the hotel room, you know, you got a little bit of privacy anyways. <laughs> yeah, we found a good deal on one of those little uh, cabins just down on the creek. Nice. And uh, price was price was great, you know. And for the weekend, I was like, yeah, so we scored that. So maybe I can float. I can if I get too drunk, I'll just float down to the cabin. Hey, shit, you can't beat that. I'd don't, miss. Don't miss your stop. <laughs> I'd miss. I'd wind up in Florida. <laughs> I'd wind up riding or I wake up. I'd be in a different state. <laughs> Oh shit! That's a good possibility, knowing you. <laughs> um, the hell was I gonna ask? You ever do anything with maple syrup, Sean? Uh, yes, but it's not prior fermentation. It's a, just post. a po- post flavoring, yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of that with dehydrated apples and really? dehydrated fruit. Yeah. How does it? Does that work pretty well? I've never messed oh, with that. Dude. Yeah, you can take uh, you can take a dehy- some dehydrated a- dehydrated apples and put them in your apple brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's clear, it's going to look like it's been on on wood after about a week sitting in those apples. All that it'll pull the color from the apple. So, but it pulls a lot of flavor from the apple, and your apples don't really soak up that much alcohol. Mm-hmm. And you guys run thumpers, you know what you can do with those apples. Yep, I wonder if. Uh bananas would work as well too hmm i don't know that's a tough one um bananas bad to turn to slime but yeah that's true yeah i wonder how they would work. i don't know banana king even even the chips man the dehydrated chips once they they get soggy they do the same thing you know they turn to slime Mm -hmm. yeah i played around with a little bit and i didn't really get that much flavor out of them and uh, I think the, the dehydrated bananas that I had had like coconut oil or something on them. Yeah. The, their oil started caking up on top of that liquor, you know, when it got cold. And you could, you know, it was like lard laying up there. Yeah. It, it, bananas bananas are a different bird, man, because when you yeah, cook they them, they, they don't taste the same as when they're fresh. And everybody wants that fresh banana flavor. And even then, the banana flavor we're all used to is fake banana. Like, yes. Right. Like, you know, and a real banana doesn't taste like a banana popsicle because there's so much nope. that fakeness. And so, like, we've been conditioned to want that fake banana flavor. But, like, dude, you cook a banana, it becomes sour. And, and not a bad, I'm not talking a bad sour, but it changes it. Because it has a sourness to it as opposed yeah. to a fresh banana. You know, it's got that little bit of sour, but it's a little sweetness. Yeah. And I found, like, the best thing to pump that banana flavor is to use a thumper and use a banana extract 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way you're, <clears throat> yeah, so he, you're, get, you're getting that nice easy banana. Um, when you uh when you make your banana brandy, are you you using overripe fruit for the most part, or you like the green bananas? Yeah. No, no, I'll never use the green overripe. bananas. The 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 more ripe they are, the more uh, the more starches oh, yeah. are released. I freeze my bananas for about forty eight hours. Like I let them ripen, and then I freeze them for about forty eight hours. And you pull them out of the freezer, they're black. Yeah, and, and they thaw like that, and you can literally yep. grab them and just squeeze them down, and they'll yep. pop out. And I'm always like, dude. I don't know why I mess with these yellow tree dicks. They are such a pain in my ass. Yeah, but as soon as and, you taste it every time, though, you're like, Damn, yeah, you're like, oh, that, that right was here. worth it. That was worth it. And, well, and I'm I looking use, forward to trying some. I use uh, I use bread yeast. Um, I like it. It gives it that that nutty flavor on the back end, a little like banana nut bread. So I really like how um, the bread nutty. yeast interacts with the bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! But no, it's it's hard to beat a good jar of banana brandy, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah for what... me it's bananas or peaches. Those are yeah, my. Those I are don't my think top I've ever two. made a good jar. So. Not a banana brandy. One thing I've been wanting to try is uh, uh, oh fuck, pineapple. And I don't like to eat pineapple, but I've tasted some pineapple brandy, and I'll tell you what, that's some good shit. Yeah, I love pineapple. Um, I've got a pineapple mead going, but uh, I've not tried uh, doing any distillation with pineapple. Yeah, it's funny we're talking about different things that don't come across quite like, you know, like bananas or, you know, and people, you know, they get apple brandy, they expect to get that, you know, biting into an apple. I was like, you know, it don't work that way. When you're making brandy, it ain't going to be sweet. It's not a mixed drink. It's not apple pie. Right. Like if you you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get light hints on the back end, and the more you sip, the sweeter it gets because then it, those oils hang around on your lips, and, and that's just the way it is. Like you can't expect candy. It ain't gonna be candy. It ain't right. gonna be palmasan with a bunch of extra flavor and added in. No. If if that's what you want, then go buy that. You know. Yep. And, Joe, about two pounds yeah, per that's, gallon. That's just nasty. Yeah, and Joe, you got to remember that. Two thirds of your banana weight is peel. So when you're buying your bananas, buy three times as many as you're going to need yep. because of your peel. Now I have seen people use the peel. They'll bake them and they'll ferment with them. I don't like them. I think they're way too sour for me. Uh, that's I the, with the, them. you ferment with the peels. Do you for bake the first them or three do days? Them? Day okay. three, they come off. Nice. Hmm. They're already capped up anyway. I just yeah. take and scoop them off and throw them away. Oh yeah, I find if I let it go any longer, you get that bitterness from the peel. You know how that banana peel's kind of got that dry. They start breaking that pith down, and yeah, and and that it just like like, you ever accidentally bite into the peel, you know what you're talking about. Yep, exactly. (laughs) That's a good analogy right there. Yeah, biting into banana peeling. Mm-mm. It's like damn, slow down. But yeah, you know, every now and then you get a bite of the banana peel. So, uh, yep. not to really change the subject, but I am. <laughs> so you said something about apples earlier and using uh, a puree, I believe, to oh, bas- they, uh, basically bump the bump the sugar content. Oh no, I just use apple juice concentrate. In oh the okay, that instead okay. of sugar, yeah, or that makes sense for my sugar. I figured that was probably the best way to keep that apple flavor and still raise my gravity. 
So do you, is it the 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 frozen concentrates you can get at like Walmart? Yeah, dollar twenty five a can. Yep. <clears throat> I use that in my infuser. Uh, I run yeah. Apple Brandy. I use that concentrate in my infuser. Yeah, I, I works great. You know. Yeah. Hey. So do you have you ever used fruit juices for a full brandy run? If so, how how, just how like does that straight, straight juice? Huh? Just yeah. all juice. Yep. Um, no, I, most of the time, like I say, the only thing I did close to all fruit would be the apple. I mean, you know, of course, I had to bump it with the, ju- the gravity, you know, with the juice. But uh, I do a lot of uh, mountain brandies or split brandies, whatever you want to call them. Um, and they're all, you know, like half and half. But as far as, you no, know, it takes so much fruit. It's just really hard for me to justify. You know, I can't get my hands on that much fruit or juice to do. Uh, it, it, dude, it, it's expensive to go juice route. Oh, like, it takes a yeah. lot of juice, you know. Like, yeah, buddy. Well, yeah, you know, and another thing, uh, an option, I don't know where you're at, but deer apples. Yeah. Here. And, uh, you know, you can get by truckload here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, and then you make up the difference, you know, a little bit of sugar and, and then work your magic with that thumper, man, your infuser, and you won't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. The only way you're able to tell is at the beginning because you're like, damn, this ain't got no sugar in them. <laughs> but they got good flavor. <laughs> yeah, but again, something like that, you know, we still go, you know, one, you know, 1.06 yeah. with apples yep. and just let it ride. Keep right. it down. Yeah, I don't, uh, I've never, I've heard you guys talk about deer apples, but, you know, I don't ever hear of anything like that around here, but. Um, they, they grow them like crazy and. No, Basically, apples. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they fall on the ground and they'll scoop them up. Oh, okay, so just yeah, just yeah, because everything uh, I buy for mine is all uh, seconds, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty good, pretty good apples. They're, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be bothered to eat them at all. Yeah, you'll see those but, deer apples. They're smaller, and you know, they're just. It, it's not like grabbing a gala, you know. It's right. it ain't nothing like that. It ain't nothing like a Granny Smith, and like you bite into it, you could definitely taste the difference. But you know. Just like anybody else, man, you use what you're given, and you know you yeah, make the I best of it, and try to create magic with whatever you're handed. So, well, you know, and, and we have people like you know Popcorn Sutton, right? Everybody wants to know this man's recipe, you know. But I've heard multiple people that actually knew him, you know, they're like he used what he had. He didn't really have a recipe. Yeah, it's like oh, I got this right now. This is what I'm gonna do. Uh, I got that. Did whatever <laughs> you know. Make it with what you got. Yeah, you know. He, he, ingenuity necessity is the mother of ingenuity so there you go you're gonna make do with what you got and you know you you make the best thing you can yep so what's your um you don't have to really dig in too much but as far as like yeast and stuff what's your preference is it a wild yeast is a bread yeast champagne wine um if i'm doing grain i'll go daddy for the most part um, I, that daddy or bread yeast, um, yeah. with the uh, brandies, um, this last one, I say I've messed with the, the wild yeast and had great success. But other than that, I'll use, uh, 1118 or depend on like when I'm doing some meads and stuff like that with fruits, I'll use D 71 or B 71 or, yeah. uh, D 47. Um, you know, anything that, you know, a good yeast is going to bring out that yeast flavor. Um, I mean the fruit flavor. Sorry, yeah. the one that, you know a yeast that's going to help pop that fruit flavor out. 
You gotta be subtle with your fruits, man. Brandy's a fine lady, man. You gotta treat um, her. Seventy-one B is one of my favorites for that. Uh, saying I used what to use that? uh, if uh, used to use a seventy-one B. Um, yeah. Like it, it, if I'm making a mash and I'm gonna save some of the wine to bottle and keep, then I'll, yeah. I'll go with the seventy-one B. Oh yeah. More, it's soft and, and it still allows you to have great flavor in your wine without it being disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like you throw bread yeast in there, you ain't bothering that. You ain't no. bothering that. Like, no. you, you ain't bothering that. You're just gonna be like, yeah, that's going in, it's going in the thing. That's going in the pot. I'm not saving any of that. So it said just like your stills and anything else, um, your yeast is real dependent on what you're doing, you know, like what's your right. end goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I want to make I want to make a vodka that's flavorless. Well, I'm gonna get me a column still and you know, I'm gonna get plates or jars or, and I don't and I'm gonna run a sugar shine and I don't care what type of yeast I'm gonna use or I'm gonna use turbo, but then you're like, oh man, well, I wanna run brandy. I'm gonna get me a pot still with a thumper. I like an infuser, I'm gonna use a little softer yeast on it, a little less sugar. It's like everything's got its own way. And and find out what works best for you and roll that shit. You're damn right and that's the whole thing you know everybody's especially all the new guys that sean you mentioned a while ago you know people asking an opinion on facebook you know or asking a question that you know the new guys sometimes they get hung up on on one certain thing you know about you know well what yeast do i have to use or what pot's the best pot and just get in there and if, if you don't learn how to ferment and learn how to distill the rest of the shit don't matter you yep. can you can sort that crap out later well, yeah. and you can go and spend $6,000 on a still that, you know, realistically will just not make be, any better liquor than a yep, fucking beer just keg. Just you got a $6,000 still doesn't mean that you're going to make better liquor than the man next to you running a yeah. keg still. You know, yeah. like, run that on a beer keg. You, you, you got to put the work in and you just got to keep at it, man. You just got to keep at it. Don't yep, get discouraged yep. and you're going to mess shit up. You're going to mess shit up. When you make mistakes and you mess shit up, make sure you tell your boys about it. That way, y'all can joke and have a good time about it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we share everything. I'm like, bro, guess what I just did? And then, you know, we're changing yeah. each other's names and shit, giving each yeah. other shit about it. Yeah, it, yeah, it we've that, all got those friends that hang out easier. That shit. You know, I. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, this motherfucker over here. Don't tell him nothing. Who? Me? (laughs) Man, hey, well, speaking of that, there was a a buddy of ours. He was telling us today. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. But anyway, he, he, the one that does that blue corn, Mm -hmm. well, he forgot to empty his beer keg from the last run. (laughs) And he's filling this son of a bitch with a five-pound bucket, man. And he overfills the son of a bitch. And he's just calling you, what the fuck? I can't believe I fucking did this. He didn't remove his back set out before he started adding his new mash in. Hey, like he, must, he, he must have got drunk or really high. I don't know. And he's like, what do I do with it? And I'm like, man, dump it in the bin and make sour mash out of it, bro. You're all good. No waste. No waste. <laughs> I was over here telling him just dump it out. Fuck it. It's only five See, not gallons. Me. Sean's a dick. He's like, just waste it. I'm like, no, nah, man, dump it in your fermenter and reset yeah. your gravity and let it take off. And that sounds like something I do, except I, I'm bad to... Uh... When I when I shut down and I, I drain everything, I leave my valve open on the boiler, and then I go to pump in the new mash, and I get wet on feet. On the floor. Yep. On the floor. I, I did like, that before. Like, sacrifice. 
where's all the shit going? And you're like, oh, shit, it's going on the ground. Yep. One hey, job. if you don't install a drain, then you ain't got that problem. Yeah, I guess if you ain't got a drain, you ain't got to worry about leaving it open, huh? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then it, it gets hard on the back after a while. Yeah. I just see, I just drop a pump in there and let it do the work. So, you got a point. Says Wayne, man, I do that about every other time. Yeah. I, it's, it's, uh, I, I've gotten to where, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good about not doing it anymore. But Ben's like, say, you know, you get out there and on brew day sometimes, you know, it's your first thing in the morning. We crack open a couple beers and <laughs> make a day out of it. I mean, how you can't day drink if you don't start first thing in the morning, right? That's right. You're damn right. You damn right. You can't day drink if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> uh, start sure. early and late if you so, can last late. Do you have a story of where liquor almost killed you or making oh it or God. anything like that? Um, or hurt you or yeah, kind of a funny story? Um, actually, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll tell it. Um Yes. It, it, it's not it ain't pretty it's 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 a bad deal but uh ain't nobody in here pretty so bring it on wait a minute speak for yourself <laughs> well, yeah i was uh i was running and uh of course i run i run propane my man and uh i was uh changing jars and i had this jar i set the other one up there and i dropped the jar oh it busted my steel went up. My ankles went up. I grabbed the water hose and put everything out, put me out, shut everything off. But it it fucking sucked, dude. It and it, and it's you know I'm always careful, but it doesn't matter. Shit yeah, happens, you know. You know the only time I've ever heard of a jar breaking during a run is that exact thing. I dropped it when I was changing it. I've never yep. heard of them busting while they're on there running. Nope. Um, it's always been, I dropped it. I, I knocked it off there. I dropped it. And yep. it's always, you know, <clears throat> changing them out during a run because they get full. Uh, and, you know, that's yeah. another thing, too, man. We, you know, I like, we like to ask these questions because, you know, if a beginner is watching, you know, uh, yeah. it's one to show them that shit can happen. And two, you know, it kind of tells people what sometimes not to do. Yeah. And exactly. You know, and if you are changing you know, your jars, you can turn your heat off because you've, you've broken the closed system. Mm -hmm. When you popped your jar off there, you don't have to worry about crumpling your still. So, you know, if you are going to change your jars, you turn your heat almost all the way down or off until you get them swapped to keep it safer, to keep it a lot safer. Or if you're like me, Wayne, and Sean, Turn that fucking heat up and, and play with fire. <laughs> I see this. I wasn't even running a jar rig. I was just moving jars and dropped one. Oh, you know, okay. You was just, just moving. You was just moving in product jars. I thought you was talking about you was. Yeah, uh, I just dropped the son of a bitch. Oh, okay. You was actually move. Okay, you was replacing yeah. jars. I thought you was talking about unscrewing a jar no. and run. It's the word flames, not explosion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Uh, hey, the, guys, there's nothing. There's nothing like seeing, uh, you know, a, a, a stream of fire rolling out of your condenser. You know, <laughs> it was it was blowing out the end of the out of the end of the worm like uh, it, it, it'll it'll wake your ass up. <laughs> so yeah, for a few minutes. That was, then you that's die. my bonehead story. 
same story. I, I got this lady down in South Carolina and she's a beginner and she's always asking me questions and she did the same thing. She was like, I'm on my porch and I, and I had my jars and I picked them up and I went to walk in and I dropped one next to my still. And all of a sudden my whole still's on fire. I thought about burnt my, you know, I thought I was going to catch my deck on fire. Yeah. And so it, it's always, you know, it's always unsafe, you know, and, and you got to just, Take your time, man. But shit happens. That's just the way it is. Like, especially like, I break shit. Like, that's my MO. Like, I will break it yeah. and then I'll blame it on Sean. Yeah. Even <laughs> so, if I'm not there. Even yeah. Not yeah. There. That's fine. That's why you can't deny <laughs> it. You know, that's just the way it goes. I'm <laughs> like, you texted you me and I dropped it. Yeah. He's used to it. <laughs> yeah. I blame Sean for shit I break. And, and when I get in trouble with the old lady, I blame B. Like, I just blame <laughs> B for shit. Well, I seen that. Uh, I seen the bean blame last week. Yeah, yeah I got him again last night about three thirty. I rolled up to bed and she was. I might start doing that too. Are you, you just now coming to bed? And I'm like, hey, fucking bean invited me to live, man. Would let me off. Little <laughs> does she know it was you inviting him live. <laughs> Actually, I, I guest requested. I jumped in, so luckily she sleeps. She ain't watching. We good. Mm-hmm. Well, on a. Do you Go got ahead. anything anything other than the inline thumper that you're real excited about that you're working on? Um Well, the inline thumper is uh is consuming a lot of my time uh getting it, you know, all the bugs worked out of it, you know, cool. and everything. I think we're there. Um like I say I did beef it up and I'm making a few changes to it as far as uh, structural changes, but uh uh, I got some other stuff eventually that I'll get to, but you know, nothing. Uh, you, gotta, you know, yeah, you got to keep some shit under wraps because if you talk about it, it will get be done by somebody. Oh, yeah, somebody else. else will be making it, you know, and, yeah. and you know, and that's fine. That's the way it goes. I mean, there's a, uh, you know, after I started seeing people, you know, wrapping coils around shit and doing this, <laughs> that, and the other, I was like, that's cool. You know, I go for it. I, I mean, know. nothing, it, nothing's it original, guys. You yeah. guys know that. Yep. Like I said, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just putting our own player on it. So every time, exactly, exactly. I would love to see some pictures of the inline. You know, talk about it. So I, I, I'd love to see some when you're all done with it. Um, before you put it out for out to the masses, I'd love to be one of the first people to see it before Sean. Make sure I see it before Sean. So Too late. Can... Damn it, Sean. <laughs> and if you would watch the fucking advertisements that I make for our fucking episodes. <laughs> You would fucking have seen it too. So, all right. I guess I'm gonna go. That's not the same. Thank like, you, it's not, I mean, that's not the picture from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a, yeah. I, I, I actually put a picture, I gave a picture to Sean of uh, the first one. Um, the second one looks a little bit different. Same size. It's just got two different, two sight glasses instead of the one. But, uh, if I can ever get them in. But, uh, cool. I mean, I'll tell you what, that's a hard part. And the cost card just keeps, freaking going up every time you make a change or add this or add that you know your bottom line makes a change and shit ain't cheap like you know everybody thinks it ain't cheap man like like you build something and you'll have four or five hundred dollars into it before you even blink and you're like holy shit i got my charging thousand dollars for this thing damn i'm like i started messing with this stuff you know sheet copper the first thing i built was that two inch Mr. Fusion that are the uh, Mr. Fusion that Alan got. That's the first sheet copper I ever did. And, 
And so I'm still learning, you know, I'm learning how to do different shit. I mean, everything I'm doing, I'm doing with uh, oxyacetylene and 45% silver. And so you're, you're, are you, are you, are you take welding everything? Is that what you're doing? I'm brazen. 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 Brazen everything. I'm brazen. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I've I've done brazing for years and years and years. That's what I'm comfortable with. Uh, the soldering. I haven't, but you know, I'm, I'll probably be picking Sean's brain on, on the, uh, copper to stainless with the soft solder. Uh, I know he can do it good. Adam does a good job. Everybody does a good job on it, you know, but it's, uh, it's something I'm not good at. Yeah. You know, I can do, I can do silver, no problem, but, uh, soft solder. I'm just not, that's just like TIGging. I started TIGging copper to stainless playing around with it mm-hmm. and, uh, Dustin does a great job, and I suck yes, at it. Yes, he does. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild, man. You watch somebody else do something, and they just make. I mean, it I can, so easy. I can, I can take stainless. I can take steel, all kinds yeah. of stuff, you know. But putting copper and stainless together is a is a different animal. Yeah, but you know no how, how you do it. It's super cool that we, in this network you can ask. You can mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, oh, man, yeah. absolutely!" And, and, and everybody's everybody, been great. Yep. Everybody freely passes that info around. And and I think that's one of the big things about the Moonshine community nowadays that they didn't have back in the days is just this big network of information that can be passed around. Like, you need to know something? Ask this guy. And if he don't know, he'll push you to the next guy. And that's what it's all about. So, Absolutely. But, uh, well, I hate to cut you short, everybody, but. It's about that time. Yeah, we've been on here long enough. We, you know, we, uh, Wayne, we appreciate you giving us your Monday night, brother. Thanks, Thanks uh, for having me. Glad you to guys, want, you guys, check out Wayne's work, man. You'll be, you'll be glad, glad. You'll be really glad you did, man. It's, let, it's beautiful. And let everybody know where they can find you at, Wayne. Yep. Okay, so yeah, I'm uh, OzarkSteelworks.com is my website. Uh, OzarkSteelworks at, at gmail.com is my email. Um, and I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, not, not a big presence on TikTok and Instagram, but, but I'm there. And, uh, if you can't find it, hit up me or Sean, we'll point you in the right direction. Hell yeah. So that's what we're here for. So again, thank you, sir. I appreciate you tonight. I appreciate everybody listening. You got any questions? Hit us up, man. And, uh, Wayne, I'll see you in July, brother. Can't wait to see you You again. Yes, sir. Sean, I'll see you sooner than later, I guess. Everybody have a great night. Hopefully in a week or two. We love all all y'all. Shine on.